Blog Talk Radio. Now we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. Three's the hard way, three's the hard way, three's the hard way. You want to do it the easy way or the hard way? With over 30 years of combined wrestling experience and knowledge, nearly every bit of it Woody's, Georgia Wrestling History presents Three the Hard Way. On the mat couch. <laughs> lasers, lasers. <laughs> the lasers and the gunshots mean but one thing. You don't have one mat tonight. You, my friends, have two. I am Matt Hankins. I am joined by a friend of the show, friend of mine, Matt Myers. This is Three the Hard Way. We are patiently awaiting the arrival of Woody, who has guaranteed me he will be here directly. But until then, you're going to hear some shenanigans and all sorts of other gibberish <laughs> like we do when we get together. Matt Myers, how are you, man? I'm good, sir. How about yourself? You know what? I can't complain. I made some really nice-looking donut charts at work today. I'm pretty excited about it. There was a lot of colors there. <laughs> Reach one, teach one. didn't waste a whole lot of time talking about wrestling online today, so productive day. Productive, good, strong day. Nothing to complain awesome. about. Um I survived 55,000 people in Atlanta, Georgia, watching a soccer match, which was weird to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I keep thinking that's one of those – it's one of those sports that people feel like they're supposed to like, but they really don't like it. But they're like, oh, we're supposed to. We're supposed to like it. So yeah. It yeah. certainly it, flooded the uh, city. It is the perfect, perfect sport for the transient city of Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> here. They they like the game. Um they're tired of being punched in the face for saying they like the game, so here we are. <laughs> soccer talk, ladies and gentlemen. You've got soccer yeah. talk. <laughs> so what happens when Woody's fake <laughs> to my own recourse? Um, yeah. But uh, we were we were at some wrestling this weekend. Uh, yeah. We were both at the uh, PCW show. I was doing some stuff, doing some other stuff. Um, it was a crazy main event, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, man, it was. That's uh, yeah. I think you're, I'm still a little, a little banged up, but uh, otherwise positive. I think it. I think it turned out like, in a good, in a good way. So yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. Um, man, that's uh, unfortunate. The lights went out when they did, but uh. That you know, it really worked out. I mean, it worked out for me. That's just one of those things, divine intervention, that just happened to work out in my favor. Uh, and then whatever it was that blew up in Bill's face. I mean, that's. That's a shame for him, but it worked out real well for me. So, you know, I'm not complaining yeah. in the least. But and that, and that 
that story there between Carpenter and Bill the Butcher um, has been brewing, been been rolling along. And man, um, I think here on on our level, on the Georgia scene especially, it's so mm-hmm. hard to do one of those things because you know nobody around here is really tied to one place that's yeah. very good. You know, anybody who's who's worth their salt is probably not on the same show super consistently. Sure, yeah, um, they're all over the place, yeah. You know, you're all over the place. But luckily, um, interest for Carpenter and Bill uh, <laughs> lie in other places that sort of – don't don't conflict with PCW. So it's been really yeah. good to be able to just sit down and tell a really old story. Um, <laughs> obviously, yeah. that's what we would do. It's just tell a really old old timey story because I think that's where all of our interests are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, fortunately, they're a pretty patient audience, and fortunately, we're we're pretty patient and can kind of tell tell the long con. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, really, it's a it's a it's a perfect storm to let us be able to tell the story we want to tell. So that's nice. And and so interesting in in like I said, you know, everybody's not in every place all the time. You guys are typically yeah. at PCW all the time. And I was doing some research the other day, um, getting ready for you know sacred ground stuff and just general like, hey, what have I got on hand, video wise, poster wise, and image wise. Mm-hmm. And like you've been at pretty much every show for a couple years now. Yeah. But when you look back over this feud, it was also built on the backs of people who aren't there very often, which is yeah. crazy too. That is sort of it is sort of the the boilerplate for how you have to do storytelling in indie wrestling. Right. <laughs> as far as people just uh, kind of uh, piecemealing stuff together. Well, like right. you know, the 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 big high point prior to the Death Valley Scarecrow match was clearly mm-hmm. the six man with the hooligans, Hank yeah. and Berg. You know, they yeah. drift in. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, Berg was involved in a piece of it earlier, and uh, I know we've you know have kind of weaved other people in and out of it. You know, Jam was a part of it earlier on, and he kind of weaved his way through it and then out of it. And then, but but to the bigger point is. That's one of those things. You think Bill Watts ever had to worry about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just get someone else to do stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you know, like it was there was there was more consistent. You know, like if you were working that, then you'd probably work like five to six days a week. We don't really have that. I mean, we don't have that luxury. So you know, people got to kind of pick and choose what they're going to do. So it makes sense. But it and actually, I I kind of like the kind of interweaving of people. It, it feels like it makes what we're doing more important. And plus people don't get bored with, if they just saw Bill and I every week, week after yeah. week, then they'd get bored. But instead it's like, Oh man, all these cool characters are coming in and out and it's still helping us tell that long story that we're talking about. So, How do you like think that. it would be different if we were, if we were at mid South mm-hmm. and we're telling the same story. And I guess I get to be, Bill Watson this role, which is great. Yeah, I might want to switch awesome. it to world class so I can be Gary Hart. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I have sex with Dark change. Journey, I think. It's a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is working out great for me. Um, like, but not just like, 
a story like this, how yeah. do you think it would be different if if we were having to run this thing? We had the big show in Dallas where we kicked the angle off, and then we mm-hmm. had to go run in all these other places. Do you think that it would have been more of, all right, Carpenter's going to wrestle Butcher every night on the loop, and we're going to do, you know, dastardly finishes all over the place? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think – I think the high points would probably – the high watermarks would all be the same. There would always be the stuff that happens on TV that helps keep the, the feud buoying on. But, yeah, we would be end up wrestling and probably screw-jobbing all over the yeah. place just to keep the interest going. Like somebody – it might have been Steve. Somebody the other day was saying – was talking about the Midnight Express versus the Rock and Roll Express and how that feud went on for so long and they had to keep doing little things – to keep the interest peaked. So it's like, okay. And, and a lot of those had finishes to them, you know, those matches yeah. would have, I mean, it might be a screw finish or, a, you know, cornet or something like that, but still that, that feud needed little pieces here and there to go for years. So, yeah, I think, I think the high points would have been the same. It just would have been, it actually would have been a great luxury to be able to like wrestle that much, the same person that much so you could That's be like, what I was just oh, about okay. to ask you was how do you think like, on the one hand, exactly what you just said, you you get to work it out, and you get yeah. to know what really works and what really doesn't work. Um, and so when you come back on the loop to hit the big town for TV, or you know yeah. the, the big event, um, then you know what you, you're you're in a perfect place to put all the all the not high spots but high points of the story in one place. Yeah. That's that's one side of it. But yeah. in in our circumstance. You know, we have two weeks to gear up. You know, we've we've yeah. got two weeks to plan and sort of yeah. plot and think. Okay, um, we did this. We know we're going to do this. What can we do? Um, as a performer, how do you think you do? You think you would have benefited so much more from the the practice, or do you think the creativity, uh, the the extra time to be creative, helps you out on the other like the way we do it? Maybe maybe a little bit of both. I mean, having you having the, the balls against the wall where you're just like, okay, we got one take, and that's yeah. it. And and we yeah. and there's not really time to practice. We'll just talk through the the bits that we know we want, and then get out there and do it. Like that adrenaline helps a lot because it was like, okay, well, fuck it, we're just gonna do what we're, we're, what, we're, what we got, <laughs> and and we'll hope it works. Uh, so that's a positive, and then another positive would be. Because maybe if we had wrestled three or four times prior, then I would, then I would know some more stuff of like, yeah, that spot worked, this didn't. Yeah. Uh, so we would have, we'd have stuff that we could weed out and add in and and have part of our voc- the vocabulary of the match uh, to, yeah. to try out. So both both things are are good. I mean, I, it's it's hard for me to. I, I I would look at the positive part of it and say, it's great to have that momentum and just be like, okay, this is it. This is the match. And but it's also nice to have experience. So, yeah. Either way. And I'm and I'm I'm bringing this up sort of in the larger point to say that, um, if you were to poll the anybody who would listen to this show, you know, <laughs> sure, the insider wrestling fan, um, who is is they know what they're watching. There's no mm-hmm. mystery to it. Um, they yeah. understand it. If you were to poll them. I would imagine that most of them would tell you that storytelling is dead. That <laughs> damn kids with their flippy dippy, 
<laughs> and they're high spot, <laughs> high spot, and they won't slow down, they won't sell more, <laughs> they would probably yes. tell you that storytelling is dead. And, I, and you know, you catch me on the right day, and I'll tell you the same thing. You know, we all sure. get sort of crotchety in, at, at times. But we are telling a pretty good story with, with y'all's thing for sure. Um, we're telling other good stories. Um, you know, Woody has been telling this story with the society and Shaggy and Cletus. Um, for yeah. a long time, they they told that story with uh, Drew Delight and the Empire Invasion for a long time. Dan is yeah. certainly uh, we you know the Gunner Miller bounty story. He weaved that thing out for a while, uh, mm-hmm. so it's it's not dead. Um, but yeah. what are some of the things? What are some of the finer pieces of it that you feel might be missing or going undone around our area? Oh, um, you know, it, it's hard. It's, it's, it's like you say, where there's like, I mean, everybody's working on a lot of shows. So there's probably, it's, it's a little bit pro- harder to get people on a consistent basis. And so that part, I think, hurts, hurts your storytelling, like long-term. Like, like the storytelling of the matches, I, I think, uh, is still really good. I know it's, it's easy to fall into like, gosh, there's a lot of high spots and gosh, guys go fast. Yeah. And, then, and it does, that does happen. But there's still guys are pretty conscientious of the story of my match is X Y Z and that that stuff's still there and I don't think it's going to go away. Uh, no, but the, I don't think so either. I, I think that yeah, it, it's too ingrained. Yeah, it, it is. It is as essential as a headlock. Um, yeah, you know, and you, even if it's and as, people that can't tell any story, you quickly weed them out. <laughs> right. <laughs> no matter what. Even if the, I mean, I I kind of hate it sometimes when uh, someone will say, uh, so you say like, okay, so what's the story of this match? And they'll say, I'm working the leg. Uh, I, I don't think this is you, you guys talk about all this stuff, but so every, everything's yeah, opening. So I'll just say, what is, what is left? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So if the, the the story of the match isn't you're going to work the leg, that's that's a piece, that's an element of the story, and it's yeah. awesome that you have it. But you know, what is the what, what is that's the a great line? point. You that is a that is a great point you bring up though because we hear it all the time and I think um, some younger guys especially mm-hmm. who might have I don't want to be old I don't want to be old wrestling man tonight but I think <laughs> I'm going to wind up being old wrestling man but if you and 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 you know age wise I kind of sit right between where you are. And then where most of the active wrestlers, you know, who are, who are relatively yeah. young are, I kind of sit right in the middle. Um, yeah. I saw the end of the territories, but really cut my teeth in the attitude era. And, and, or, you know, I was, I was at the perfect age for all that. So I kind of saw yeah. a little bit of both. If you miss that window and you're on the other side of it, you might be thinking to yourself, well, if I'm working a hold, that's definitely something the young bucks wouldn't do. So I am telling a story. Right. <laughs> so right. They get credit for attempting to yeah. slow down and do things a different way. But, man, that but telling of the story is the hardest part to explain to anybody. It's like um, strumming a guitar. Yeah. It's, it's hard to learn how to strum. They can tell yeah. you where to put your fingers, but strumming is just this – it, it's a natural cadence that you have to pick up. And I think, you know, it's kind of like if if I ask you right now to make a machine gun sound, 
Your machine gun <laughs> sure. sound would be different than my machine gun sound. Absolutely. <laughs> and so I think that that's what storytelling is in wrestling. Um, yeah. And it's also similar to pornography. You know it when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And and that's actually, I think the more you dig, dig, dig down into that, the more you start appreciating little the, the nuances of it, that it's not just, you know, like, I, again, to use the attitude era as an example of, like, you might ask someone, okay, well, so what's The Rock and Steve Austin's story that they're telling? It's like, well, he keeps going for the rock bottom and he keeps blocking it and he goes for the stunner. It's like, well, that's not the story. The story actually is a lot deeper than that. And so the more you it's, – it's kind of like beers. I keep using analogies and stuff. But, yeah, like, but, but the more you drink beer – It's hard to tell it, to tell what it is. Good and what's not. But then, like, your tastes change the more you do it. And you see – you start noticing different flavors that you're like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. That's that's something different. That's a neat, a neat thing that they keep coming back to. Yeah, and, you know, so, we're, you know, Matt and I are in a group that we watch – we just watched the past two years of WCW pay-per-views with a group Ooh. of guys. And it was rough. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> rough. Um, but we got ECW coming, so I'm pretty excited about yeah. that. But yeah. one thing that I quickly picked up was I didn't know jack shit about wrestling when I was watching it and thinking that I was hip to the business. Right. I didn't know <laughs> nothing. Just, like, yeah. just did not know anything. And now the things that I liked back then, I'm like, well, this is this is awful. Um, but if yeah. Ming shows up, I'm ready to go crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it, it, it's funny looking at guys like because I I kind of slept on Glacier and um, Mortis and those guys, Ernest Miller. I kind of slept on that mid card. Just because I, I just wasn't interested in, in it, but now looking at it, it's, it's really entertaining. And those guys are just so just tight and great at what they do. Uh, but it, but yeah, I you have to look know at it that now. That, being that, a, that Glacier and Mortis match that we watched. Um, mm-hmm. If you're, I think it was the first one they had on a pay per view. So whatever that was, yeah. I'm not here to give you dates. <laughs> <laughs> and it, we we watched this with a group of guys who are certainly. Some of us are in the business every weekend, and others of us have never been. We're just fans. So it's just this mixed group of characters. And that match starts, and, you know, we're all cutting jokes and doing what a bunch of guys do when they sit around and watch anything. And then this match gets going, and all the wrestling guys just kind of stop and shut up. And we're like, yeah, how is this that good? (laughs) How How did we all kind of, you know, get the story fed to us that, Glacier was a waste, and his entrance cost too much money, and he never got over, and, and all these things. How did we yeah. how did we forget this part of it where he was on it, man? <laughs> he was yeah. absolutely on it. It, it. It's weird looking back at that era because it was so dim- – I mean, I'm, there was just so – because there was enough federations and, like, major federations of, like, ECW, WCW, uh, WWF – the, the, there was so much talent and it was so dense and there was a lot of places for it to feed in. You don't, you don't really appreciate how th- there was so much talent that it was easy to bypass. It was easy to ignore pe- for people to get ignored. Whereas not that it's, uh, you know, a drought now, but it's certainly, there's not as many avenues. And so it really looking back, it does make you appreciate that's like, wow, even like their lower mid card guys could yeah. still work their asses off. I mean they're <laughs> still work. Just could yeah. absolutely work. 
Um, and well, okay, so I got you here, and you've done a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> sure. And <laughs> like, I mean, you've you've and I kind of don't even get into all the you know to keep some <laughs> some semblance of kayfabe. Like, I don't even like to mention all the the characters you've played. I hate to even say that, but you know, yeah. you've done a lot of different stuff. Um, yeah. But you're. Were you ever a guy who was like who, who thought about wrestling as anything other than a thing that you love to do, and you were going to do it? You know, okay, so um, I, I figured out kind of early on, like because I was uh, in the '80s, I was watching a lot of wrestling, and and I, I gradually kind of figured out the like show the show part of it, and I mm-hmm. was like that did not that didn't turn me off at all. I was like I'm all in, I get it. And uh, so I started taking drama classes because of that, because I was like, this will help me be a wrestler whenever I want to grow up and be a wrestler. So that, um, I always thought it worked the other way. So you mm-hmm. got into the acting gig because yeah. you thought, oh, I'm not going to bump around. <laughs> I'm going to go, you know, this I, I Shakespeare. Knew, <laughs> I, no, I, I knew that there, there was like, okay, well, you have to have a character and you have to be able to talk and you have to be able to do all this stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll take drama in school and I will learn character stuff, and then I'll go to wrestling school, and then I'll add that in, and so, but I was really, I mean, I'm not a huge guy now, but, like, I didn't hit, like, a growth spurt until, like, 11th or 12th grade, so I was yeah. so small, I was, like, five, six, five, seven, and, like, 150 pounds, so, I, I eventually, like, whenever I started meeting wrestlers, they were they were so much bigger, especially, like, that 80s, 90s size guy. Like, Robert Gibson is a good example. I met him um, in, in Pensacola, and, I, and they always said, they're like, he's so small. On TV, they're like, oh, the Rock and Roll Express is so small. And then you meet him, and he's probably 6'2", to yeah. 2230. And, like, he, he ain't small. He's a big dude. And especially when you're 5'7 and 150 pounds, you're like, damn, that guy is – gigantic and uh so it kind of talked me out of it because i was like if the smallest guy is that is that big then I, i'm not going to be big enough and i'm just going to be a guy i'm just going to be a guy who gets beat up and doesn't yeah, get just to speak be, because yeah 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 exactly you're just going to go out there and be meat and potatoes and they're not going to let you do a character and all that because like you're too small and then of course now that's uh, totally different but at the time it wasn't so I still knew it was always in the back of my head. So then I kept acting and kept performing and doing theater and doing whatever I could do. And, uh, but then it, it was always in the back of my head that I was like, dude, if there, if an opportunity comes, you just have to go ahead and do it. You have to like yeah. in some way. And originally I was like, well, I'm still small and I'll be a manager. Cause I know I at least can talk. I know that I'm not scared of an audience. So I could do that. Uh, and then it just kind of, every time an opportunity came, I always was like, yes, <laughs> you want to learn how to bump? Yes. Do you want to do a show? Yes. Uh, do you mind getting beat up? No. You know, like it was always just like whatever, whatever someone could use me for. I was like, okay, I'll do that. Do you need an announcement? Oh, okay, I'll, I'll announce. Do you need somebody to ref? Okay, I'll ref. Like, I just, I just do whatever. So, so no, there was never. If I knew if anybody ever opened the door to me at all, even like I cracked, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah. Even, even having a pretty decent acting career. Uh, I still felt like, well, shit, I have to try to do it because it's to, wrestling. I, so, it's so it's hard to wrap my head around because I tried to learn how to bump a couple times, and it hurts like shit. And I mm-hmm. said, nope, um, this is not 
the part of the business that I belong to. <laughs> I can offer it nothing. <laughs> There's nothing I can do for it. I remember after after Sacred Ground last year, and um, you know, me and Steve had our thing, and I remember talking to somebody in the back, like, "Oh man, you got the bug now, you, I, you got the bug." And I was like, "I can safely tell you, I do not have the bug <laughs> at all, like at all. I don't have it. It's just no. It, and it, part of that is like, if especially as the Booker." Even if I had the yeah. bug, I'd fight it because you you, you don't want that rep. <laughs> you should you do right. not yeah, want, you don't to want to be that guy. known to be that guy. And any time that you're out there, that's time that somebody who does, you know, who might have it or who is who has literally went through the physical pain, bumped their ass off to to get there. You could be using them to do whatever that is. Um, yeah. So no, but that is something to love the thing so much that like you didn't have a pie in the sky dream. I mean, at some point, I'm sure everybody who did this at one point, you know, for an hour thought, yeah, I'm going to do it. But you know, you were well into adulthood. (laughs) You understood the world and you, (laughs) I learned to bump at 30. So that was, that, that's really, and, and like I started being old and I, I mean, I felt old then. Now I, now I think that's what, that was really young. (laughs) <laughs> but, but, but I started and I was like, this is, it's too late. It's too late. You're just, this is just too late. This is ridiculous. Yeah. It's so stupid. And then I went and bumped and bumped and bumped and bumped and then went and threw up and then came back and bumped some more. And it like, God, that's so dumb. And it's dumb for a grown ass man to be like, ah, oh, I'm going to go do this so much and puke. And I mean, that happened several times. And I was like, but it, I didn't feel deterred or anything, but yeah, it, it, I can definitely. I think if at a younger age, if it had hit, then I totally. If somebody had been like, "It's okay that you're small," then I would have been like, "I'm in." Okay, I'm um, in here. I'm gonna do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're probably wrestling more now than mm-hmm. ever in your career, right? Actually, you know, yeah. consistently, weekend after weekend, a couple times a week, sometimes actually wrestling, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, How yeah, do you that feel? Seems... <laughs> Does it hurt? Are you just sore all the time? <laughs> uh, no, I'm uh, fortunately I, I, as I went along, I figured out pretty quick that I was like, I just have to stretch and then like just stretch and stretch and just keep stretching, stretch before I do it, then stretch when I get there, then stretch after the match, then stretch the next day. So I don't think it's a thing I could do forever, but I think at least right now it's another one of those. Well, the opportunity's there, and it seems stupid to not take the opportunity if someone's gonna trust me to do that so yeah but i just have to stretch a lot <laughs> yeah i get it <laughs> and, that, and that cracks me up with with younger guys whenever you see like 20 something year old guys who just get in the ring cold and i'm like you know you don't want to be their dad uh, but it's like D- dude you'll your your life will be so much better if you stretch <laughs> you're gonna pull <laughs> you everything you got everything yeah. <laughs> you have will be pulled if you don't stop this um, or, or so you should wear knee pads or something like that. Like that <laughs> that's the I don't even know stuff. why this is for a conversation, right? No. Um, well, and you you've sort of seen, you know, you were at PCW in its infancy, um, mm-hmm. so you've seen a lot of the guys who have uh, shit. Shane Marks was there. All of our guys mm-hmm. are there now. Was there? You know, a young Chip yep. Day was there. Yeah. Uh, Rick and Simon were there. You saw yep. all those guys as you were coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember anybody in particular that just 
stood out. You're like, oh, if I'd had that six, eight years ago, I'd be rock and roll right now. <laughs> as far as, as, like, advice or just people who I think, like, oh, man, that, that's what I would have done. You know, as you, were, as you were there just kind of observing it, who were some of the guys that, like, stood out to you? Like, oh, I think this kid might have something, or I think this dude right here might be on his stuff. Oh, uh, you know, well, fortunately, with, with like the guys you mentioned, there there was no shortage of like people who were nice and like gave me advice if I asked for it, and I wasn't a dick about asking about it. Um, so like the first person who I was like, I mean, Jay Fury helped me a lot starting out because yeah. he was like really he worked with me a lot. He really like he liked what I brought, and then he helped me just get the mechanics down. And then Simon Sermon was like just really cool with it advice that because I already had a lot of limitations like physically and uh, just all of that of what I could do and couldn't do and so they helped me out a lot um yeah there uh there there wasn't any shortage of like older guys who I mean I, I say older but all those guys are my age <laughs> wrestling older they were older older and, yeah and more experienced yeah. yeah and they they gave me a lot of good advice Steve got, gave me a lot of good advice along the way uh, so that I, I felt kind of prepared. And then every now and then I would see guys like uh, Dale Vega and Vandal. I met them in practice, and I was like, okay, you, you, got, you have something. So there would was, there was be people along the way who I would be like, okay, well, I'm going to just take you with me and, and show you at least what I know. I can at least help you with character stuff or cutting a promo. I can do that part. So that, you know, where I, where I could, I kind of tried to interject myself as long as it seemed like yeah. somebody who was open to it. And that was just that's what I was next thing I was gonna ask is like, you know, in passing you in the locker room and stuff, you're not a guy who's gonna some guys are grab you as soon as you come through the curtain guys. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm not I'm not knocking that style 'cause yeah. Everybody gets reached a different way, people teach in a different way and it's the thing I try to tell young guys who are on our shows or around if somebody chews their ass a little bit, I said, Look, dude, um, He's not chewing your ass because he can. He's chewing your ass because he genuinely thinks you might be good at something and he wants you to learn how to do it right. Or, you know, you did something that while he's not punching you in the face, at another show somebody might. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you're not that guy. You're a guy who if you see something, you're generally more quiet to like, hey, man, um, here's a thing that might help you. Do you find people are fairly receptive still? Yeah, uh, to to my to any advice I have. Um, yeah. It, it, some sometimes it it really and and I because I'm not going to hard sell anybody on any kind of like if if you don't if you don't see your merit in what I'm saying that's fine. Uh, like sometimes people will, uh, again like the young guys <laughs> these these young guys and close but a young guy will say hey you got any advice for me and I'll say you know like the other day someone asked me that and I said well watch the show and see what everyone's doing and then don't don't be, just do something different than what yeah. you see. Look for something that isn't a voice that isn't being served or a person in the audience that isn't being acknowledged and do that. And they, you know, you can either take that advice or then sometimes people will go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. And so I, yeah, I want to tell like, you something you, that I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's like, if that's what you want, then that's cool, man. You, you tell me something, you, you, you school me. That's fine. School me. Um, Cause Lord knows I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Ricochet. What's it's true. <laughs> I mean, I still can, I can still learn stuff. That's that's totally cool. But um, um, what is the last yeah. big thing you think you learned? Is there something that stands out, sort of? And I'm gonna say in this run, like from 
from 2015 to right now where you've been super active. And, 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 and yeah. correct me if I'm wrong because, you know, <laughs> you are kind of like a phantom. <laughs> and and our paths were were very strange. Like you know, I was watching PCW when you were doing one thing, and then yeah. when I started working in PCW, you were doing other stuff. You weren't around, and so um, I don't yeah. know exactly what you were doing during that time. But this super active time that you've had here recently, is there yeah. like some big thing that did a light bulb go off somewhere that you maybe didn't expect to come from a certain source or anything like that? You know, it, it did something did click, and uh, and it's probably you know I, I think the guys who I always liked seem to have it, but I it, it clicked for me where I, I don't feel that that crazy pressure because I just saw it like I would be I put so much pressure on myself to be like okay, and I I just overthink it and I get so nervous and worked up that I would just go out and shit the bed. I mean I did okay yeah. for what I did, but I still I didn't. I didn't entertain in the way I wanted to do, and I wasn't present. I couldn't listen to what the fans were saying and react in the moment and spontaneously. Yeah. And so, and, and hey, it had to be like 2015, like uh, the light of like, oh, I can be spontaneous and not be dangerous uh, or yeah. not be uh, detrimental to whoever I'm wrestling or to myself, yeah. that I can go out and, and do have a, have a vague idea, but still be open to like, okay, well, this happens. That's cool. Well, let's just use that. That's a, that's a thing now. Um, I fucked up. I fucked up a move. Okay. Well, that's all right. I'll, well, uh, whatever. I'll do that. So there hasn't, there hasn't been the same kind of pressure where I just wanted, I wanted to be good so bad that I was just bad. I can relate to a lot of that. I think, and I, I obviously, and I, I, we're really talking about the same period in in time that I was sort of coming up to. Um, mm-hmm. I overthought everything. Just, yeah. You know, I, I want because I wanted to be Steve. Mm, I wanted yeah. to have these, you know, because honestly, you know, both literate, literally and sort of um, by osmosis, you know, Steve is the guy who taught me how to do this. I learned a lot from Woody. Learned a lot from yep. Rick Michaels. Um, but Steve was, you know, the the I was learning by observing them. Steve was the guy that talked to me, um, yeah. And and I also learned by watching his show, and yeah. that's sort of terrible <laughs> to learn booking <laughs> by watching Steve's show because it was it was the height of his powers and you know the Empire Angle and, and all those things and it was just so good that that's all I knew. Like, oh, I have to do that. That because that's the pinnacle. That's as good as Mm -hmm. I thought someone could do it. So I'm like, if and it's PCW, so that's the legacy, so that's where it has to be. And it took me like finding my footing and understanding that, you know what? Porterdale's a lot different than Avondale. And Steve is always right. (laughs) Um but (laughs) sometimes you have to find the essence of what he's what he did, rather than trying to find the you know the the mechanic of what he did because trying to do things the Avondale way just wouldn't work for us right now. Right, right. It just wouldn't different work. Different audience, yeah. Different audience, man. And and that's another thing that you would have come into um, in this time. Like you've you've worked different places now. Um, mm-hmm. Do you is it, are you conscious of that going in, or do you think you listen better to the crowd now? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I think I'm a little more open. I think that's why I'm able to work in different places because at the beginning, all I did was I just worked BCW, and and right. so I knew our audience, and and how they did, and so then I figured out how to keep my head. Which was water completely different than any other audience. Anyway. <laughs> Absolutely, it, it was weird. It was like it was like a, it's a smart, smart ass fan, but they wanted to be entertained and they kind of wanted to forget. So there was a it was a weird like low budget sports entertainment. It was like, okay, yeah. well you entertain me. And, and so then if I wasn't good in the ring, as long as I was entertaining, it was fine. Yeah. And, and then now I think I'm, I, you know, working around other places, there's definitely a, an atmosphere an attitude of the crowd. And so you have to, you have to, I mean, part of it, you can will them to be what you want them to be, but then also part of you has to take what, what they are. I mean, either if they're, a kind of more down home crowd that likes the bad guys bad, the good guys good, and anything that's blurry is going to fail. Or if they're an audience that's kind of smart, and you need to figure out what's going to kick them in the dick, yeah, in a in a way that will make them forget that they're smart. Um, whatever it is, I mean, you have to listen to that, and sometimes it takes a few times. I mean, I really don't think I always think my first first or second impression in places isn't as good as it gets like once i figure out like oh this is this kind of audience that's cool then i can i can do that i mean i think i can entertain okay but but if i can figure out the the locker combination for the crowd then i'm like okay i got them i figured it out yeah it's fun so So. you you and butcher before you're falling out were tag team champions yeah. At a place whose call letters I always mess up, so I'm not going to say them. I'm going to let you say them. And this is not some AWN. <laughs> I, I always mix them and APW up, and I apologize. Um, it is not <laughs> that I don't think they matter or anything like that. It's just there's A's and W's, and I mess it up. Um, talk yeah, to me no, about no. that because that's a place that I've, I've never gotten to go to. You know, it's a Friday night show, and it's a little out of my striking distance and just never been there. Talk to me about that place. You know what's hilarious is like the first time we went there, because uh, I, I came in as Bill's manager, and uh, and it's five minutes, literally five minutes from the, the home that I grew up in, uh, like that I was like raised in from like like till I was eight, and uh, so as we pulled in town, I was like, oh wow, this this is where I grew up at. That's funny. <laughs> so we kept kept going. So anyway, um, that show I really like that show. I think uh, I think I mean I'm not. I don't have to blow smoke up any guy's ass, I don't think. Uh, I, I think <laughs> the shows are, are booked really well. I think Marv really cares about, and he has a lot of forethought into the show. And um, and he knows that audience, and that audience is very I, – I, they're not they're not a indie wrestling crowd. They're a wrestling crowd, and yeah. uh, and God, God bless them for it. That's the best. Yeah. I, no, and I don't mean <laughs> that in any slight at all. I mean, literally, that that is – that is the pinnacle of, of wrestling crowds for me because that means that they're going to reward you for working hard and smart. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, smart crowds are going to smart crowds will reward you for working hard. Um, yeah. But everything can't be hard all the time. <laughs> right. Right. They, there's a, there's sometimes a smart crowd can lose out on the the entertain can forget that there's uh, different ways to entertain. You forget yeah. that there's 31 flavors of ice cream, and so you just get focused on one flavor, and then they're just like, I just love that flavor, and that's cool. That's double, a double, flavor. Double. Give me that. Give me that with yeah. the pistachios in it. I need that artisanal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's making me hungry. 
<laughs> Everything can't be artism. And no, I, I love them. I, and, and you know we're, but God, even, even saying that though about you know a wrestling crowd, there's there's so many different flavors of that too. Um, yeah, we're thirty minutes from Southern Pride, and yeah. a lot of our crowds you know kind of overlap and and enjoy some of the same things. But I'm yeah. here to tell you, um, Drew Blood is a good talent. He mm-hmm. is, you know, he's a, a good talker. He, he yeah. knows his gimmick. Um, he's great. That thing would not fly at PCW for nothing in the world. It right. just wouldn't. Um, and, and, and it's, it just wouldn't. And, and I have to know that about myself, too. I mean, there's definitely shows that I'll go to that someone will be like, you trying to get on? And I'm like, no, they would hate me. Not because they just wouldn't. It, it's not their bag. I can already tell. I was like, it's not, it's not their bag. And I could try to figure out a way to, like, weasel my way in. But the, the truth is, is that there's just certain gimmicks that work in certain places, and they don't yeah. work in others because that's not yeah. what they want. And, um, you know, you can be as good of a booker and as good of a talent as you want to be. Um, yeah. But every place ain't for you. I remember um, when – I've probably told this story on here before, but it, it's just one of those things that always sticks with me. Um, it was one of those uh, – you know, PCW used to have Davy Richards come in relatively yeah. frequently. Um, yeah. and it was one of those weekends he was down, I think, for a PCW show and um, worked at the Friday night. And on the Saturday night, he went out to Peach State and at the time and, you know, basically still. But Peach State was drawing big houses every week. Mm-hmm. They had a very, they had the most passionate fan base because they'd fight you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Davey Richards, former ROH champion, Kyle O'Reilly, future ROH champion, had a match mm-hmm. at Peach State. And nobody cared. And that's sort of an extreme example, um, but yeah, that is to say but, that it doesn't matter how talented you are, if you don't yeah. fit where you are, it's just not going to work. <laughs> right, right, and, and that's probably not a thing they were aware of. And it's, I think it's probably happened to both of us is where you don't, you don't know until you get out there and you're like, oop, and Ooh. it may be too late to completely overhaul. <laughs> I mean, they can't completely overhaul who they are. That's that's uh-huh. the that's what they're going to go out there and do, and that may not be the the shtick that those guys like. You could yeah, how is that a thing? You may have the best apples in the world, but if somebody doesn't like apples, like then you can't apples. sell them apples. And that yeah. is such a thing about. And I, I when I get on my high horse, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, one of the things I love to gripe about is I'll hear some of the younger talent around. You know, they'll go they'll go away and they'll go to a, a bigger market and they'll. They'll wrestle a different style that is less wrestling and more, you know, I hate to say strong style because it just seems silly to me, but it's more high impact, high spots. It's just a different style, and they'll come back and they'll be glowing like, man, why can't we do this in Georgia? Why can't we do this in Georgia? I said, why can't you just do both? Right. What's stopping you from doing both? Um, Yeah. I was listening to – the JBL interview with Stan Hansen, I watched that thing last night, and, you know, he asked Stan, he said, you know, anything you want to do different, you had a great career, anything you'd do different? He said, yeah, I'd have learned how to work <laughs> a long time ago. I'd have, just, I'd have learned how to work. And it, it was one of those things like, yeah. Like, I think having as many tools in the toolbox yeah. is super – and that's one of the things that you're great at. I mean, you've done – like, none of the none of the things that you – have done have even resembled each other. <laughs> no, it's not. That's why I think that you can get away with it 
to a degree um, is I don't see you in anything you've done. Oh, uh, well, that's good. Thanks. Thanks. I just, you know, I, I I like the challenge of that. I really do. I mean, I I don't want to be flighty and be like I'm just playing a bunch of different characters to play a bunch of different characters. It's not that. It's just because I want to see if it's possible. I, I'm not going to be famous. I'm not going to be rich off of wrestling. And so I might as well have fun with it and try to see what I can do and then be honest enough with myself and be have people like you who can help me and be like, this didn't work, this did work, someone who can give me some feedback on it. So I really like the like challenge of like, okay, well, let's see. I mean, this doesn't feel like, like okay, well, if it's, if it's Porterdale, let's, let's see if I can do something a little bit different than what they're used to and see if it'll get over. And if not, then I have to be honest enough with myself to be like, it didn't work. Or, but, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, like, like, I don't think that any of us – and this, again, God, is going to turn into the Steve Platinum uh, genuflection hour. I'm sure the state's right. I'm sure the state loves that. Stay tuned <laughs> but, for. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, Steve would always talk about you know being water. You know you, you just mm-hmm. got to be water. You got to flow around this and around that. And that's kind of what we all had to learn the hard way because that's the thing somebody can tell you a thousand times um, that that's what you're supposed to do. But we're all hard headed um, to it. Oh sure. We all think that we know it better, but. That's what it is, is just the ability to weave in and out. Because, like, you take, you take the whole cornerstone angle, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think it went how any of us planned for it to go, me yeah. being the guy who was executing the plan. And yeah. that, I took that hard for a while. You know, I don't, I don't tell anybody that, but um, <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. like it. Um, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't like it because I thought that maybe my inexperience – and I could have done things a different way to sort of execute everybody's vision a little truer to what their vision was. Hmm. But then I thought about it, and I said, well, that's all true. Those are all – that's true. Yeah. But at the end of the thing, we got the desired result, and yeah. if you had told us when we began it that Carpenter would have this – would be elevated by it, really – um, I said, I'll take that. And yeah. it certainly put Gunnar Miller in the position to be the champion, you know, to, to be presented as the strong champion that he is. Um, and yeah. it, it weaved everything else around. So, I mean, sometimes, even when things don't work out the way you want them to, as long as the end result gets you somewhere <laughs> that's yeah. forward, one step forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that maybe I, – because I, I do it too, and I think people lose sight of it sometimes. It's like, what is the, what is the end result that you want out of, out of wrestling? Uh, if, you, if it is to be rich and famous, and, and, and acting the same way, is like if that's, if that's the end result you want, then maybe you, you're setting yourself up for a bit of disappointment or a very hard road at the very least. But if you'd say, were, were people, did people get entertained? Can I look, at, can I look and say, wow, people – People got entertained. Did I have a good time? Yeah, I did. Uh, and so that, and you got to the other side of it, and it's like, so okay. And can we, did, was stuff able to spin off from it? Yeah, you, you didn't kill the, you didn't kill the place. Right, it, it popped down. We, we, <laughs> yeah, popped the territory, blew the house down, and all that. I mean, did, 
and, and you got the experience from that. And then, so, you know, how, how can you use that and build on it? So I think, I think, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite thing I've ever been, that I've ever done, but I also had fun moments. There was definitely moments that I was like, that I'll never forget that you say like, yeah, that was great. People, people fucking there. cried. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, that, we did it. Yeah. The good guy, the good guys got beat up and they, and they've, felt for them and so like that's that's important is like can you get those reactions can you make people care and can you you know make yourself care so yeah Yeah. it was it was was still good it still did what it had to do so and in in talking about all this i think the reason that i kind of brought some of this up is to to get over the point that look there's only so many spots to, to get rich at this thing yeah um, there's only so many spots to to have this you know just earn you a living yeah um and and people are right to say that if you're not in this to you know to get better at it, then you're probably doing it wrong, but yeah, I think what gets lost in that comment is everybody sets whatever goal they set you know is it is it getting to r o h is it going to overseas is it getting to the fed is it doing this doing that um what gets lost in that is, okay, let's say you don't do any of those things. Mm-hmm. You probably loved wrestling at some point in your life if you got yeah. into it. Yeah. And if you got to do this thing that you loved, and like you just said, you got to entertain people. And you got to mean something to people, even more, you know, more yeah. past entertaining them. You got to mean something to people. Um, yeah. Because for for every one of us who is in this thing and is not going to retire from it and not going to make any money at it, for all of us, there's people that pay to see us or see what we yeah. do who don't even who don't even get to get to this point. Right. <laughs> so you got to right. so No matter what you're doing, you got to be proud enough to to want to do it well. And then at the same yeah. time, you have to take some. You have to get something from that. You have, it, it ha, it's okay that yeah. Oh, that guy's just a weekend warrior. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> if he's if he means something to the people that pay for him, um, he means something to the people that book him. So yeah. you got to take some reward out of that too. Yeah, yeah, and and it has it has to mean something to you. It's weird, yeah. Whatever, whatever one's goals are, whatever they are. But like, yeah, like you said, be be good at it. Really, be good at it. Really, it make people are paying money to see you, and uh, that and it's hard earned money, you know. And it's, yeah, uh, for a lot, a lot of places, people, it's, it's damn hard earned money. <laughs> yeah, and then so like, if you pay ten, twenty bucks, and I'm there, then I feel like okay, then it's then it's my job. And it's important, and it's important to entertain people and make maybe make them forget stuff for a little bit, and 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 feel something for you. Like I really, any any my favorite moments have always been whenever I can look at someone and see that they've forgotten everything they know about all the inner workings of wrestling that they know, like. The lady uh, a few months ago uh, who flipped me the double birds and she mouthed. <laughs> <laughs> I was an asshole. And like she didn't yell it, she mouthed it. She was like, She wanted you to know that she knew yeah. that you On a personal were level. an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so, and to me, I was like, That's awesome. And then yeah. I'll get beat up. And then, you know, hopefully she'll feel some catharsis for that. And that'll be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that stuff is important to me. I really, 
I think people think whenever you say, ah, if you're not, if you're, if your goal isn't going, and it should be, if you're, if you're a young guy and you're in this sure. and, and you want to be a wrestler when you grow up, then do it, do everything you can do to do it. I mean, I, I, I've done that on my acting side, but to me, wrestling is, is fun and I do it because I enjoy it. But I also have that thing where it's like, well, if you got, if you got an opportunity, you just have to take it. Uh, so, take so do that. But then, but also understand that, there is something to be said for guys who just who who put in that effort to to entertain people on on weekends and stuff. So. Yeah, there's there is a value to it, and I, I hope that people can understand that and be proud of it. Um, yeah, you know, because it's hard, man. All this is so hard. Um, <laughs> Wrestling's you know, hard. It's hard. It's so hard, and it's. It's so consuming. I think yeah. that's the other part that people, because shit, man, we're we're both married guys, mm-hmm. pretty decent life. We're we're relatively happy, you know. Yeah. Um, and we got a lot of interest. Mm-hmm. But percentage wise, we probably talk about wrestling more than anything else during a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, I think about it before. Sometimes I'll think about it before I go to bed just to like kind of put me to sleep. And I'll just kind of like, I was just talking to my buddy about this last night. Is you'll just kind of pose a hypothetical wrestling question and then go to sleep thinking about it. Like, that's just yep. ridiculous. It is. It is. <laughs> Most nights I, tell, I have to tell myself, all right, you need to stop thinking about wrestling and go to sleep. Yeah, especially on show night. <laughs> the show night's the worst. Like, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, this thing, this thing, and then it would be different if it was all if all your thoughts were like, okay, move forward, move forward. What can we do next time? No, sometimes they're not. Sometimes it's yeah. like, huh, I wonder what the missing link's up to these days. <laughs> right. I wish I'd been there when Gary Hart stabbed the shit out of him. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I'd seen that. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I wonder what would have happened if <laughs> X, Y, Z, and A, B, C. Um, yeah. It is an all-consuming thing. Consuming to the point that we have sat here and gabbed for about an hour, non-stop, <laughs> about our wrestling stuff. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely Sweet. fine. With well, I hope that. you didn't have other stuff you wanted to talk about. I just, oh, God, uh, no. That's why I called you. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> take the that's ball why I called fine. you. Um, I was really just trying to uh, not talk about Continental all night. <laughs> um, that was, uh, uh, <laughs> that's that's hard. I mean, if you get me started, I will talk about Continental because I had last Well, time. I'm, I'm not going to stop you. That's why I didn't bring it up before. <laughs> not going to stop you. Um, what is something that, like, if if we got about six minutes left, so here we go. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to put right. this in. Yep. There's there's some wrestler that you love that you don't think gets his just due. Who is oh. Gosh, who do I love and who who doesn't get their due? Um that's uh, let's see. I, I I love uh I love Effie. I think he's great. I think uh that guy is completely entertaining and totally gets his shtick. And uh I don't I don't know I to say that someone doesn't get their due is a little misleading for me because I, I don't know. I don't know how much due he gets. I, he's just one of those guys yeah. who I like. Oh, I'm so excited whenever I know that he's going to go out and really perform. I think that guy's great. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I, I mean, you know, there's, 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 there are obvious people who like. 
Deep cut. That was a deep cut. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's <laughs> people like Slim J or uh, Jeremiah uh, who I is think like. I you're absolutely right. Um, he he's so damn good. He's so damn good, and he just everything he does means something. Uh, and I know that sounds kind of like kind of trite in wrestling, and just say like, yep, it, yep. it really does. It, yeah, it, you, it really there's does. a a thought process. If it's not a thought process, the process to it, it's an amazing instinct. Yeah, uh, and, and with and, him especially, I think he is um, particularly notable because he does all the other things that people will complain about other people mm-hmm. doing. You know, he's a high spot guy. Yeah. yeah. To, to the naked eye, I should say. Yeah. To the naked yeah. eye, you, you could come away with that. Oh, but no, um, there is something so deep. Uh, and so, like you said, it's either the incredible instinct or he just has one of the best minds. And I think both of them may be true. Um, yeah. I think yeah. I, I don't think he has to think about it like consciously anymore, but there's a definite, there's a, a, a lot of story to everything he does. And his fire is so good when he gets fired up. I mean, it, it's compelling. Like I'm kind of fired up talking about it. Like it really is. Yeah. Like, Damn, that guy He's, is amped. He's a guy that every time I see him, I think, why am I seeing him here? Why is he sitting here with me? Yeah. Um, why is he not, you know, wherever, you know, it is that he wants to be? And, you know, that's a – we could do another hour on that. But, I mean, he is definitely one of those guys that I hope gets whatever he wants. But if that call never comes, I sure as hell yeah. hope he understands that he certainly made wrestling here much better than it was before him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, we're, yeah, we're lucky that he's here. He's really that that band who who isn't signed that you're like, yes. oh my god, those songs, but all those songs are so good. And like, yeah, well, it's, it's it's good that you don't have to pay pay for them. It's good for us that you don't have to pay for the stadium tour. But he deserves right. The stadium tour, you know? <laughs> that's that's exactly right. Um, you know, I, I think I think Bill is a guy who quietly just goes about his business and does something great most of the times that he's out there. Yes. That, I, you know, that's funny. That was my next, that was my next thing. And that I feel like sort of being like, <laughs> I, I get to, I get to work with, I, I get to travel with that guy. I get to tag with him. I get to wrestle him. He, he's awesome. He's really, yeah. he has, a, he has a great mind for it. And he, he puts so much thought in it. He's another one of those guys who wakes up in the morning and thinks about wrestling and goes to bed and thinks about wrestling. And like, yeah. he just loves wrestling. And, um, and it shows to me, I think he's, he just dedicates a lot of himself to it. He's great. Just, just in there doing it, just getting after it. Yeah. Um, and yep. you know, we're spoiled. We're lousy with those kinds of guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, we're just, we're, sp- and I know people are like, Oh my God, it's the PCW. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always yeah. going to be top of mind, but um, yeah, well, that's why you, that's why they're there. <laughs> Cause, yeah, we're we're don't, spoiled. Don't surround yourself with people who you think are terrible. <laughs> surround yourself with people who are <laughs> awesome, and you're like, I can't believe I'm friends with so many like people who rule. Uh, yeah, so these they, people they are great. great. Um, I, I yeah. know that every restaurant on I-20 hates it because we're loud and curse, and but by God, <laughs> we have a good time and we enjoy each other's company. <laughs> Yeah, that, um, that's, I, I was trying to explain that to my wife that she was like, she said, you spend a lot of time with the wrestlers. And I was like, well, it's different when you're spending time at the show versus when you're spending time after the show and whatever, or when you're watching wrestling with everybody. I was like, those are all different. Those feed different stuff. So yeah, she was very like, different. You and, you and them like, if somebody saw us between the hours of, you know, 530 and 830 on a Saturday of a show, 
they would think that I was a raving maniac. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Just nobody, nobody could possibly like that guy. I've never seen him have a conversation for more than forty seconds with anybody. He must be the worst. <laughs> got a job to do. I got work to do, and we have done our job for a whole hour right here without taking too many breaths. God, Matt, thank you for saving my bacon. Um, yeah, my partner Woody is. It's raining in North Georgia, so Woody might be. I don't know. Uh, having to <laughs> slide down a hill or something because uh, oh, yeah. it gets nasty Stay dry, Woody. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, you know, anytime you want to talk about wrestling, you pop in here, and I'll be glad Please, to yeah, have give you. give me a call. Thanks, man. I appreciate <laughs> All it. Right. I, I, well, I, I, have a, I have so much respect for you, Booker, man. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't say that. That's a kiss of death. I'm going to The next time you see me, I'm just going to have a duck head shirt tucked in and open. <laughs> Yes, there you go. Good, good. Do that. <laughs> the official Arn Anderson co- Halloween costume. <laughs> the the blue blockers and the yeah tucked in shirt with shorts or, or into like, the trunk. What? Yeah, tucked in shirt into the trunk. Ugh. Did I know what was going on here? No. All right. I guess I'm going to go here and fight Kevin Sullivan now. <laughs> if y'all hadn't watched that in a while, just go find it. It's the it's yeah. the I respect you, Booker Man match. If you don't take anything else from this conversation, take that away. <laughs> Well, yeah, thank you, YouTube. folks, for listening. Um, this has been Three the Hard Way. I'm Matt Hankins. That's Matt Myers. And in this spot next week, you can find Larry Goodman and Stephen Black. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.